Right, let's start the chapter. Okay. In this chapter, we're going to speak about information, managing information system uh, under how we do the developing information system. We did speak a few times about it, so it would be, uh, it's nice to refresh some information and also further explore how to develop information system. In this chapter, uh, what we will be talking about is basically how does developing new information system produce organizational change? What are the core activities in the information system development process? We're also going to talk about what are the principal methodology for modeling and designing a system what are the alternative methodology for developing information systems? And what are new approach for information system development <clears throat> in the digital area? So, you know, um, organizational change carries a risk and rewards. And we mentioned a few times that if you're gonna make some changes, you wanna make sure that uh, you're not gonna lose efficiency and effectiveness, and you're not gonna lose the manpower that you think your organization, they are contributing to your organization at hard to replace man. So the more you do uh, changes, if it's successful, there is more returns on them, and but there is involved in risk. Now the system as planned in the organization change, um, <clears throat> the degree of the organization change is the business process redesign. Redesigning of business process to recognize the workflow reduce the waste and repetitive task. This is, these are the goals to, uh, to do a business processes or process redesign, which is the process is about analyzing, simplifying and redesigning business process, recognizing uh, workflow, combining steps of some processes, eliminate repetitions. The paradigm shift, <clears throat> the radical reconceptualization of the nature of the both business and organization. So organization can be reconceptualized and the business can also reconceptualize. Business process redesign, it's involved identifying the process for change, analyzing existing process during the new process, design the new process, sorry, and then implement the new process and continue the measurement. So this is the how you 
do a process redesign. So basically, it is, let's say, as a business process for purchasing a book or a physical bookstore. The process is made of four things, few, few things that you do always. And as a customer walks in or customer go to a bookstore, he starts searching the shelves. And if the book, is the book available? If it's yes, he will purchase the book. He take book, he take the book home. If it's no, he talk to the clerk, clerk search. If he found it, then inquire about the ordering and then able to order. But if he purchased the book, found it, there is an option, it is purchased. But if he doesn't find it or doesn't find it, then he does the inquiry about ordering and tendencies that uh, able to order. If it's not able to order, then he go back, the customer goes to another store to look for it. This is the process you do when you go to a bookstore. If it's yes, then it's gonna go, the clerk gonna do a place order. Once he receives the book, he notify the customer and return, the customer returns to the store and purchase the book and take book home. This is what you call as, is business process for purchasing a book from a physical store. It's a breakdown uh, for all the physical activities that is done. Now, if you do it online, what do you do? You usually access the online bookstores, use the search online catalog, and then you see book available. If it's yes, you enter the order and payment and receive the book in mail. If it's no, then you select another online bookstore and you go back to the search online or another bookstore and you keep repeating this, this, or again, the same issues. Now, identifying and document existing process is identifying inefficient. So identify and document existing process. Once you do existing process, then you identify where is the inefficiencies in these processes. Then you create a model for improved processes. You might have so many inefficient processes and then you select which one must have, which one is nice to have, and which one you don't need to have these improved processes. So you create a model for improved processes, capture and enforce business rule for performing processes. So uh, this process is how it's gonna contribute to the uh, uh, performing from uh, enforce uh, certain business rules. Integrating existing system to support processes improvement, whether these and new processes can be created within a uh, current system or integrating it uh, 
It could be a third party, a software that's integratable. Verify the new process has have improved. So is it is contributing and measure the impact process on key business performance indicators, the key, key performance. Is it your KPI? You set up your KPI and see whether it has matched your, your method or below or above. Now, the overview of a system development, which is the way to start in a big business job is system analysis or business system analysis, is establishing the information requirements. Then you do a system design, describe how the system will meet the information requirement. So first you establish information requirement and then describe how the system will meet the information requirement. And then complete the development process like a programming, testing, con uh, conversion, and a product production and maintenance. So it's basically, you can create a scenario, how can I check my, my mark in the middle of the night, or, or how I can drop and add a new course, or how can I, and then you build the processes necessary, and then you analyze the gaps between the current processes and um, the processes that it's needed for meeting the new KPI. And then you start programming, and then you start describing it, how do you meet this, and programming, and then you're testing it, and you then conversion, you do conversion to these testing, after testing is positive, and production, and you do a production go live, and then you do maintenance. Uh, for it. So the process is like this. You do a system analysis, you do a system design, you, you do programming, you testing, you do a conversion going live, and then you do a product, maintain, product and maintenance. And the circle keeps going on just like this. You might have some subsystem, it's also you need to do it, or some kind of um, certain activities that you need to do it. Now, um, what you're looking for is really uh, probably design a specification. And in the design specification here, we're talking about the output, what's the mediums of output, what's the content and what's the timing. We look, you know, from back to end. And then you look at the processing, which is compensation. Um, well, first let's look at it uh, 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 vertically. It's like, what's the output? What's the medium? With printer, screens, whatever. The content that you're looking for, when you need it. What's the input? What's the tools of input? Like, is it origins, is it flow? It's a data entry you enter, and the user interface. Is it simplicity, simple to use it? Efficiencies, logic or a feedback, errors should show up there. Uh, the database design, logical data model, how it works, 
where they get this information, value and speed requirement for file organization and design record specification. Then you look at the processing part of it, how the computations happen, the program models, requirement reports, uh, what kind of timing of output and report, manual procedures, like what activities, who performed them, when, how, where, this is all about system analysis, and then the control, the input control, characteristic limit, limit reasonable, you look at the processing control, you look at the output control, you look at the procedures control, you look at security part, which is access control. You maybe catastrophe plan, audit and trials, catastrophe plan, disaster recoveries. Then in the documentation, you look at the operation documentation, system documentation, on user documentation, these are usually when you start the work, they will you know, give you these documentation. And then you look at conversion, transfer files, initiating new procedures, select how you do it, the testing, cut over the new system. Um, and when you are uh, handing the new system, then you look at it, the training, select the training technique, how you're gonna train, develop, whether through the online or hands-on, develop the training modules and identify training facilities, like the place you're gonna train, the tools is needed. Then you have what you could call organizational changes, task of redesign, maybe you need to do some job design, Maybe you have to do a process design and organizational structural design could be done there, um, reporting to different people and reporting relationships, as I said. So these are issues that you might be looking at it while you're doing. And don't forget, you always, there is a part of it, you have to do a testing and the testing before you go live, you do the testing condition, and you put the testing, basically, you want to see what will happen if you change a record, if there is a special requirement, which is none, and then change existing record. Is there a key field you need to enter? Uh, what's the result? Is it not allowed or allowed? And then the change non-existent record, other field might be invalid key message, what message shows up? And deleted record, what will happen? The special requirement deleted record must be available. Is it who's supposed to do it? Deleted messages might be showing up. And make a second record so you change above. Okay, if valid. And then insert the record and abort during the change. What will happen in these cases to test the new procedures? So what's a system analysis or business system analysis, which is called BA usually most of the time? The analysis of a problem that the organization will try to solve with an information system is like you do when there is a feasibility studies, determine whether the solution is achievable 
giving the organization resource and constraints. So a BA job is to see how you implement and whether this solution can be achievable or not by adding more procedures or adjustment or whatever, customization. And then you establish information requirement, who needs what information, where, when, and how. The system design shows how an information system will fulfill the objective determined during the system analysis. So you do a system analysis, you find the gaps, and you do a system design, and the system, new system design will show how you close this gap. The role of end users. Users must have sufficient control over the design process to ensure that the system reflect their business prior priorities and the information needs. And we said the end users, you need to meet with them as a BA and take their requirement and implement them in their requirement. So the, then you do, next stage you do a kind of programming and you're translating the specific system specification prepared during the design into a program code. So these days you don't do a coding that much if it's necessary you do that. Then you do a testing, which is determine whether the system procedures, the desired result under known condition as we said in the two slides before. In the testing, unite testing or program testing, testing each program separately in the system. You see if there is errors might happen, things might you need to fix it and according to work on it. And then you do after this, uh, uh, you do the testing the information system as a whole to determine if discrete model function together as a plan. Because you're building a few programs, you need them to see if they're working together and there is no effect. Uh, uh, it has to some kind of uh, result you that you're looking for. Then after that, you accept the testing, which is to provide the final certifications that the system is ready to be used in the production setting or going live. When it's ready to be used is what you call a conversions, which is moving from the old system to a new system. And that's, you bring your new system, uh, it could burn, Definitely could be a parallel strategy doing the both and moving step by step. Could be a direct cut over strategy, suddenly stop the old system and start the new system. Could be a pilot studies, have a group use it and get the feedback. And could be a phase approach, which is some module from here and some module from the new system. And that's, then you go, when you go live, when you do the conversion, you get ready for production and maintenance. So the system development, as we said, and the definition is here, 
system analysis, system design, programming, testing, conversion, production, and maintenance. They're all, the descriptions are there. You can take a look at them. <clears throat> the modeling and design system, the structured methodologies. Now there is a structured, which is technique or step-by-step -step progressive. There's a process-oriented focus on modeling process or action that manipulate data and there is separate data from the process. That's a structured methodology. There you have a different name like waterfall and agile. And then you got it done through that as a project manager. We will speak on the next chapter about project management. That then you have the data flow diagram, which is how the data will be or DFD, and then or the structured chart, you do how the information is flowing. So um, basically the system has a three process. If we're looking at the student, the student, we have explained that before, but it's basically uh, a student make a request course, verifying available if the course available or not. And then if the course available, then accept it or reject the section, enroll the student if it's accepted. And if it's accepted, then they confirm the registration and confirm the letter to him. Now, this all goes utilizing the database and the student master files to verify all these processes, like course details comes into this, this course enrollment, how many students here involved in it, in a course file that tells how much student. And then you have the student details, which is the course, the student master file that's happening here. Now, um, high level structure chart for a payroll system. What do you do is usually, there is a process of payroll, which is you grab the data from the valid get uh, get valid inputs. You put valid input. You get inputs data and validate the inputs whether the data you entering is right, the name, this uh, the send number or whatever. And then you put the calculation, putting the gross pay and the net pays, and comes in the right output, which is the update master file and also. Um, write the check report and output files. These are what you call a high level structure chart for a payroll system. The primary tool for representing system component process and the flow of data between them, that's what you call a data flow diagrams, offers logical a graphic model of information flow, high level and lower level also, you go details, high level and lower level diagram can be used to break the process down into successive layers of detail. The more you go lower level, the more you're clear without, uh, you, you don't need to improvise while the, programming is happening. So the more you go on details level, 
lower level diagram, it makes it easier also for the programmer to do it. Um, and data dictionaries define the control of data flow and data resource. Keep in mind, um, if you are in charge of programming, all these programmers can, most of them would not understand the business. You, you need them to break down their your your work in a small pieces, and they will be doing the programming that not necessarily they should have an understanding of your business or the whole business. Now, what do you have the OBD or the object oriented development, which is object is a basic unit of a system analysis and design object, which is combines the data and the processes that operate on those data. And also data encapsulated in an object that can be accessed and modified only by operation or method associated with that object. So we have data is kind of stored somewhere and it would not be activated until that object could be uh, selected. And they could, it's also made of, as we said, data and process that operate on those data. Object-oriented modeling based on a concept of a class and inheritance. Object belong to a certain class, have a feature of that class, and may inherit structures and behavior of more general ancestors class. So in other words, there is the object of how you do uh, entering information for the management, for uh, other level, middle management or uh, employees, and what kind of data they can get out out of it, what kind of information they can see, what they cannot see, what kind of information they enter, what they cannot enter, and what is not there for them to see. It's a different structures inherited. So, here, the figure illustrates uh, how the classes inherit uh, the common feature of theirs. So you have what you call a salary, an annual bonus, and calculation bonus. It could be deferred from one class to another. You have the hourly, and we spoke about IBD and how they work on, uh, you know, during the maker time. Hourly, hourly rate over time and calculation over time. And then you have what you call temporary daily rate and determinants. This all is a pay, which is, is depend on the position, date of hire, and the, the whole employee situation. Now we go to uh, computer-aided software engineering, software tools that automate development and reduce the repetitive work, including the graphic facilities for producing a chart or diagram. 
these days you utilize AI, just tell them what do you want to see and they can design it for you. And, and you don't need to search the Google. Screener report, generator report, facilities, analyze and check to checking tools, data dictionaries and code and documentation generators. It's also uh, support iterative design by automating revision and change and providing uh, prototyping facilities, how it operates, requires organizational di di discipline to be used effectively. In other words, if you're not using it, you don't have it. The alternative system design and development approach is which is the traditional system life cycle is like, you know, the waterfall, which is we will be talking more about it in the next class. The prototyping, which is, you know, you make a small application and you do a prototype uh, or a proof of concept, end user development, and you start from what stands user wants to see and you go development. Or you use the software, application software package, which is, you know, so many of them, uh, IBM, uh, Oracle, SAP, uh, Microsoft, there's so many of them. And or you can do the outsourcing for system development. But uh, the system development life cycle what do you do? As we said, you do a system analysis, you do a system design, you start programming, testing, conversion, production and maintenance. Now keep in mind, there is no clear, sometimes there is no clear cutoff between some of these stages and they might be, you know, some kind of, uh, uh, you might be doing one application or one module and you reach to a conversion and another module is still in the, in the phase of programming. In the traditional system life cycle is the oldest methods, methods for building information system, which is a waterfall mostly. Phased approach divided development into a formal stages. Waterfall follows waterfall approach, task in one stage finish before the another one stage. So in the beginning, you build the whole task and you do your chant bar and you show how these tasks are related. When you do this, after this, or after a few weeks of this operation is a program, uh, project management. Or you do a maintenance formal division of labor between end user and information specialties. So you take it, and see uh, whether it's acceptable by end user or you do some adjustment. Emphasize formally specification and paperwork, still used for building large complex systems and can be costly, time consuming and inflexible. Waterfalls is a very inflexible sometimes because there is three things you have to manage, is the scope, the cost, and the time and reducing any one of them, you have to increase or reduce the another one. Now in the prototyping, building an experimental system rapidly and expensively for end users 
evaluate, like the agility way. Prototype being a working but preliminary version of information system. So you build some prototype, you test it, and if it's working, then, or you build some kind of a proof of concept that it's working and continue. So the step of prototyping is identifying user's requirement, then develop initial prototype, use the prototype, revise it if it's necessary and enhance the prototype. And we said, this is only saying agility is one, one of these types. So identifying the basic requirement first, developing a working prototype, use the prototype to use the satisfied. If they are satisfied, then you do an operational prototype. If they're not satisfied, you revise it and enhance the prototype. The advantage and disadvantage of prototyping, the advantage is useful for some uncertainty in requirement or design solution. How many times you saw something and you said, well, now this is not what I want. So it's nice to do a prototyping. And then if this is what you want, then they build that. So useful if some uncertainty in requirement or design solution. Often used for end user interface design, more likely to fulfill end user requirement. The disadvantage may gloss over essential steps, may not accommodate a large quantities of data or a large number of users, and may not undergo a full testing or documentation. Now, end user development is uses a fourth generation language to allow end users to develop system with a little or no help from technical specialties. And we brought some example of that. The fourth generation language, less procedures than conversational, conventional programming language. The advantage is more rapid completion of project, high level of users involvement and satisfactions. Uh, users will be involved so much and then they will see their result. The disadvantage, not designed for a process intensive application and it's also inadequate management and control testing documentation. There is none almost, and loss of control over data. End user, uh, managing end user development <clears throat> require cost justification of end user system project and establish a hardware, software, and quality standard also. These are the fourth generation from personal oriented toward the uh, information system professional. We got the PC software tools and query language, report generators, the graphic, and the more you go lower, then you have the application software package like Oracle PeopleSoft, uh, HMC, MySAP, um, ERP, uh, MySAP ERP, and uh, Great Plains, 
and then high-level programming, which is ALPER, which is generate program code with a fewer instruction than the conventional language, uh, designed primarily as a productive productivity tools for professional programs. Now the application software package and outsourcing unit uh, save time and money. Many packages offer some definitely customization and there is evaluation criteria for system analysis, which is we spoke about so many times include functional provided by which we try to separate objective from subjective from holistic and it's like a functional provided by the package flexibility user friendliness hardware and software resources database requirement installation and maintenance effort documentation vendor quality supplier quality it's different than vendor and or the consultant and the cost definitely is done one of them to do that we need to publish you know an rfp request for a proposal a detailed list of questions submitted to a package software vendor or vendors used to evaluate alternative software package and basically you put the requirement yes no need some customization used to evaluate alternative software package. Then what we have is the outsourcing, the whole thing is like a cloud and SaaS provider. And we said that SaaS stands for software as a service, like um, some Amazon uh, sectors. Uh, uh, there was other products or the same products like Oracle has some kind of SAS uh, and others also, they do that. Uh, then we have what you call AS or infrastructures as a service, subscribing uh, companies use software and computer hardware provided by vendors, external, vendors uh, is like a, you might hire an external vendor, hire to design, create the software for you, driven by firms needed for additional skills. We spoke about IBM and, Middle East, and, and the Middle East extension uh, and how we integrated that resource uh, uh, and asset domestic whether you want them domestic or offshore outsourcing, these can make a big difference driven by, and this is probably driven by cost saving. The advantage allow organization flexible in the IT needs. So suddenly if you need to develop your need or have more application, better speaker storage, better software, all these can be done uh very well the disadvantage the hidden costs in it that you need to look at the total cost of ownership hidden cost identifying and selecting vendor uh a transition to a vendor opening up a properties business sometimes processes to a third party 
And I'm not gonna go through this. You just can do the calculation, whether you need to outsource it or doing it in, in the house on, you know, outsourcing, whether it's a offshore or in uh, on the country, and that might be having a hidden cost. And this calculation has been done here, sample. And then what do you call a rapid application development process of creating a workable system in a very short period of time. And we brought an example, sometimes you wait for the car to have everything in it like the air condition, the radios, everything. And sometimes if it's in the winter, you might get a car and then this car, they will call you once in a while to put something extra in it, which is meet your requirement. So they give you something workable and then they fix up the rest. Utilizing technique, and they're doing this by utilizing techniques such as the visual programming and other tool for building graphic user interface, iterative prototyping of key systems elements, we spoke about them, and uh, automation of programming code generation can be done this way, and a close teamwork among end users and information system specialists. They keep working on it. And we said Agile is one of the most used uh, uh, a way of project management is to give something and then keep adding things on it. Is Agile focused on rapid developing delivery of working software by breaking the large project into a several small sub-project. And the sub-projects is treated as a separate, could then you complete the project. It's just like you have two big application and you want to integrate them. Imagine one application made of so many modules, you wanna have them one module start, and then maybe within that module have some activities running. So this is how you break them. And complete in a short period of time using the rotation and continuous feedback. And that solves the problem of project management in a way. Emphasize face-to-face -face communication over written. They usually have a one, meeting every week, standing meeting, they discuss it and they have another meeting every four weeks or two weeks where they sit and start communicating, allowing collaboration and faster decision-making. Just break the work, who does what and when they're supposed to do it and whether it's busy, give it to the next person, something like that. And it's a component-based development and web a group of uh, uh, a group of objects that provide software of common functionalities, like you do online ordering, for example, uh, for uh, software development is done lost mostly uh, through the hacking system uh, for the hacking system or for virus can be combined, create a large scale business application also. So you ask so many companies to develop certain apps for you and you combine them together and you generate a big uh, application. Then you have the web service, which is a reusable software component that is used XML and open internet standard, enable application to communicate within the, with no custom programming required to share data and services can engage other web services 
for more complex transactions. Just you break it down. Now, by this, we finish the chapter 13, which is developing information system.